If you'd like to open wide for me. Uh, bit wider, please. Uh, Little bit wider. Uh, Can you please stop making that noise? This is a rectal exam. Oh, right. I thought this was a dentist. Can you check my teeth while you're at it? Fine, but I'm not changing my gloves. Deal. Right, now lay back and open your mouth, please. Are you sure you're qualified to do this? I mean, mouth holes and assholes are essentially the same. The only difference is the amount of teeth, usually. Ah. Uh... Okay, A4, slight, uh, slight fucking abrasion. Uh, A7, oh, bit of a shitty partial rupture in there. Hmm. What? No, no, I'm sorry, I'm not, not talking to you. But you were looking at me. No, I'm looking in you. Your mouth specifically. Right, so you don't want me to respond? Ah, no, I'm talking to my secretary. Right, okay. It's a bit rude to exclude me from the conversation, but whatever. All right, if you're going to be like that. Um, B9, clean split down the main ventricle. D12. Well, this is bizarre. Have you been brushing? Of course. Your teeth, I mean, you idiot, your teeth. No, I, I thought you meant my hair. Right. Considering you seem to have some hairy clumps coming out of your gums, I think you need to be run the hairbrush around in here too a little bit. Wait, have you been eating mice? Oh, no. My teeth have always had their own hair. It gives them a little individuality. Right. You do realise that's not normal? Exactly. They're so extra. Okay. Well, let's get on with this exam. Oh, my God! Y- your bottom jaw is, is, seems to have become unhinged. And what's wrong with that? What do you mean, what's wrong with that? Usually, it's firmly attached to the top jaw. You're so full of negativity. I mean, fine, I don't have perfect teeth. But who here does? Me. Look. Fucking Jobsworth. Okay, E45. Some white, creamy substance is being excreted. Looks venomous. Okay, J4. You sunk my battleship. Look, quiet, or I'll jam my scalpel into your palate. Wait, what? what's this? There appears to be... No, 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 this can't be real. Stop talking dentist slang and speak English. No, 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 listen, there's some sort of toxic gland in the back of your throat. It's vile. I admit I had an onion before I came in, but I didn't think it was that bad. No, no, I don't think you quite understand. You appear to have a venom sack. Damn right I don't understand. Total gibberish. In fact, your two incisors seem to be dripping with a poisonous fluid. I've had enough of this. What do you think, teeth? Why do you think he's a prick? Wait, what, what? But, but what? You've upset them. Wait, what are you... No! No, no, get off me! Please, get off, get off me! Get off! Stop, stop struggling. It'll take weeks for you to digest. So, you better get comfy in there. What the fuck is going on? Fucking let me go! Please, what? Let me out! Stop kicking my intestines. Don't kick me my fucking legs. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! It's Octogator! Bollocks! Is that even a Pokemon? There are days where we all wake up, stare into the rend in reality at the edge of the visible spectrum, 
and wish we could retreat into the nothingness of stasis. But there are quotas to be filled. So while you toil, put on your rose-tinted optic guard and escape into the past. It's nostalgia time. Every year you'd get a fortnight off. Everyone from miners, farmers, hierodules and accountants. Back in them days we used to go to seaside for our holidays. It were a pilgrimage walking all the way because vehicles would disrupt the harmonic tidal barrier that walled and back the water. Eh, what a sight. Sea level must have been hundred foot high. You could run straight from sand into solid curtain of non-Euclidean water with your inflatable, and you'd rocket straight up to the surface. Many's the lad who took it at an angle and got pitched into cliffs. <laughs> then there were droves of folks who would walk in with their pockets weighted. Our mum always said not to look, but me and my brother would count the bubbles till they stopped. We'd do that regular as clockwork. Speaking of which, we always had to make sure to leave the clocks plenty of roughage to keep them regular and all. Last thing you wanted was a spring-operated automata with the shits. We used to celebrate the flattening in them days. You'd spend Flatter's Eve gathering all you'd need for next day. Lead apron. Boots of St. Nubbly, three mallets, talon hammer, and a jar of harnessed scream casters, a retractable podium, and your roller. Old town would be out on fields, standing there, shaking like shite and sheep while waiting for siren to blare, then we'd be off, consumed by driving force. Everyone participated, that's why no one can remember exactly what happened. But when we'd come to, we'd clear the blood and soil from our eyes, and we'd all cheer. Burns Night was another big event in calendar. Great gangs of marauding folk would set about the village green with petrol and matches. It barely had time to recover and intervene in months. Then there was the appeasement of the moors. Fanged mouths would open up all our country. Eh, they were everywhere. They were in your carpet, up walls. I once counted near 46 that opened up in my bed. Everywhere you looked there was a yawning chasm to oblivion, surrounded by rolls of needle-sharp teeth. Staring at them just made them bigger. They had to be fed from your pantry until they closed. You could end up throwing every last crummy douse into things. Get too close and they'd bite down on your finger, or a whole hand if they were mature. And all you could do was wait and watch. Oh aye, and you could scream as well. In fact, you didn't really have much choice about that. I once asked me dad, what happens if we don't feed him? And he said, well, that's never happened, son. We pray it never will. I didn't dare question him further as he was scraping roast beef and gravy into pockmarked slaver and sideboard. Towards the end of the year was the praising of the bee. You'd hear the buzzing of its vast wings days before the procession would arrive. By the time it was at the outskirts of town, you couldn't hear someone if they were bellowing right next to your ear hole. We'd all take our positions in the streets, dressed in floral print. Line them both sides at road, face down, rain, snow or mudslide, it didn't matter. We all showed due reverence to the bee. Once it were in sight, we'd have to start singing. That's why it was known as Sing or Sting Day. And the bee would fly over each of us, jabbing its long serrated proboscis into our spines and drinking the fluid. Nobody dared move. The bees accompanying drone priests were warning enough not to. Folks who'd tried to run, screamed, fought, 
or just not sung nicely enough. Those who'd previously failed, being stung and converted. The great black soulless compound eyes, yellow and black hair, vestigial pair of insect limbs mid-torso. They had to get special robes to fit. They'd be walking through the prostrate crowd, anointing each of us with honey once we'd been visited. Them's were the days. Pikachu! It's Leggy Harold! Fucking hell! Welcome to Tesmart. To begin the checkout procedure, please scan your first item. Please place your item in the bag. I'm sorry. The weight of the item does not match the item just scanned. Please cancel the last item and try again. You have selected cancel. Are you sure? Press cancel again to cancel. You have selected cancel. Are you trying to cancel your request to cancel? Or would you like to cancel that request? Please press cancel. You have cancelled your cancellation. I'm sorry. The weight of the item does not match the item just scanned. Please cancel the last item and try again. You have selected cancel. Are you sure? Press cancel again to cancel. Please state the nature of the cancellation request that you are trying to cancel. Cancel the item. You have now successfully cancelled everyone's shopping. All automated checkouts will now restart. Fuck's sake! Oh, oh. Fuck's sake! I'm sorry, I didn't mean it! Welcome to Tesmart. To begin the checkout procedure, please scan your first item. Please place your item in the bag. I'm sorry. The weight of the item does not match the item just scanned. Please cancel the last item and try again. Unexpected item in the bagging area. Unexpected idiot in your area. Unexpected mother in the tea bagging area. Fine. Sod it. I don't care. I don't want any of this stuff anyway. Thank you for shopping at Tesma. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu. It's... Damien the Leopard! What the shit in Christ? We've reached that point in the broadcast where we go over live to disseminate a Jacoby Good clone with the Monster Forecast. Annyung hei se yo! Gestalt entity and grid 3 menace to humanity's survival, the Q continues to wind its way across Eccleston County, systematically stopping at each settlement on the map. Evacuations are underway ahead of its serpentine advance. Please be ready to accept displaced individuals into your home and or shed. There have been sporadic uprisings from subterranean cyborgs. There appear to have been coordinated efforts to steal mining and building equipment in order to reach the surface. If you hear the cry, we will take back the flesh, please arm yourself and form up with the local militia. 
The parade of the River of Twats is to begin tonight. Flood barriers are being manned by hydro-priests, and any help that can be offered with the appeasing chants will be greatly welcomed. Disruption of the priests or volunteer chanters is a Class A violation and will result in immediate aquification. That's all for today. It's just time to take a look at the photos you've been sending in from around the country. They've mostly dissolved on sight or human contact. Always sad that we can make no lasting record of afterlife visiting there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your patience. It's taken a long time, but we're finally ready to unveil the project that will put our village on the map. As the mayor of Swiddlesbury, it gives me great pleasure to declare our new model village officially open. I will now take questions from the press. Yes, you over there. Mr. Mayor, please could you explain the delay in opening the model village? Well, as you know, we were due to open 16 years ago, but we had some concerns around the size and scope of what we were trying to achieve. This pushed our plans back a tad. It's just that most model villages are supposed to be resized versions of the real villages they're based on. I know. We built it at a scale of 10 to 1. The wrong way. You've made it 10 times larger. Spectacular, isn't it? Well, actually, no. It's god-awful. Lies and slander! Next question. Residents are understandably upset that their real homes are now dwarfed by giant monolithic model homes. What do you say to them? That's the price you pay for putting our village on the map. And several satellite surveys. Speaking of the price, the cost of the project was astronomical too, wasn't it? Don't worry, your council tax has been adjusted to compensate. You had to demolish an entire national park to build this thing. Whole species have been wiped out. Well, the land was just sitting there unused. It would have been less economical to waste such an area. For such a small village, we have a terrible homeless problem in Swiddlesbury. Will you be opening up the model village for homeless and vulnerable people to live in? Ha! Ridiculous! You can't live in a model house! Would you live in Barbie and Ken's dream house? Absurd! But the model village you've built is the size of Birmingham. Surely it could house thousands of people. It would ruin the illusion if normal-sized people were walking around in it. We've gone to meticulous detail to get the size just right. There are cigarette butts in the street the size of tree trunks. Cars the size of cruise ships. Lampposts the size of space elevators. People would just ruin it. It was ruining everything. But it's so huge it blots out the sun. It's plunging us into an everlasting darkness. Local farmers are worried about permafrost. Children are growing up with rickets. People's eyes are becoming vestigial. They're navigating around their environment solely through a complex series of clicks and whistles used for echolocation. Honestly, you try and do something a little bit fun and people act like you're bringing about a cataclysmic event. This interview is over. I'll be in my blimp. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu. It's an inanimate pile of sawdust. Fuck the fucking fuck off, you fuck fucker. Good afternoon and welcome to Prime Minister's Question Time, your port of call for all things governmenty. 
I'm your Prime Minister, Ewan Taxum, and I have tweaked the format slightly for our viewers, allowing you to give jolts of electricity to our guests whenever they don't meet your standards. Press the yellow button to deliver a swift shock to their delicate areas. Anyway, without further ado, please welcome the scumbag I mean, Leader of the Opposition, Coxley Apples. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, my liege. There's no need for such formalities. What kind of democracy would this be if I demanded fealty from the Opposition? A blessed one with you in charge, Mr. Taxum. Quite right. So, Coxley, I'd like to start with your party's opposition to my Unclean Air Act. Why would you oppose such a thing? Well, my dear Prime Minister, with the humblest of respect, we believe air pollution is a bad thing. And furthermore to that argument, I would say... I'm sorry, Coxley, you're out. Excuse me? We all got together and had a vote of no confidence. You're out and I'm in. Move it. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Don't milk it. Go on. And who are you, then? I'm Felicia Venom, the new leader of the opposition. The old leadership was far too sycophantic. Prepare for a real political opponent. Has she been wired up? Good. So, Felicia, will your party back my legislation, or will it suffer the consequences? We strongly resist this bill with every fibre of our being. We will fight it every step of the way, and furthermore... Felicia! Time's up. What? Another vote of no confidence, I'm afraid. Come on then, off your pop. And who are you? I'm David Backdagger, the new leader of the opposition. We're going to run out of electric catheters at this rate. I'm the new opposition leader, Sally Self-Service. What? Have I been voted out already? Hop it. Oh, for God's sake. Who's this now? It's probably best if you just conduct the interview as normal. Our new leaders will just swap in and out. All right, then. Why would you oppose my bill? Because it's doing damage to the environment and public health. But it will create jobs. Jobs that nobody wants or needs. You know I have the majority to pass this bill, with or without your support, don't you? Yes, we know. So you're going to lose anyway. (coughs) Various opposition leaders, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. 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 And that will be all for today. Please press your yellow button now. Ow! Ow! Russell Dumbles, he fell down in some brambles. Russell Dumbles, now he looks a shambles. Russell Dumbles, the problem is he gambles. Russell Dumbles, he also drinks heavily. Afternoon Ramblers, it's me, Russell Rambles. Have you ever fell walked with someone you shouldn't have fell walked with? Well I have, and I'm about to do it again. As I have with me Teddy Blackwork. Alright there Teddy? Not bad Russell, not bad. Got a bad goose bite on my shoulder that I think might be slowly mutating into a man-goose hybrid. But other than that, I'm fit as a butcher's dog. That's Andy. Today's ramble will require you to be in peak physical condition. We're off to Lady Chortley's Mound today to shout at some picnickers. Good, good. Can't stand picnickers, what with their wicker hampers and all that flaming gingham everywhere. Agreed. One thing I can't abide is picnickers along a rambling trail. Spreading out their blankets without a way past... Opening up their baskets without a consideration for how it might affect local wildlife. I normally leave them to it, of course. They'll only get caught by gorgon ants once. Funny how we used to think that they were making statues of the people they saw. But of course, all the gorgon ants have been eaten by gorgon crows down the old mound. 
so we'll have to take matters into our own hands. Too right, Teddy. You're easily my favourite guest we've had on the show. Cheers, Russ. I've got my megaphone with me. Let's do this thing. There they are, look. Why don't we get a little closer, then give them the full treatment? Good plan. Oi! Get out! Go on, shoot! Fuck off! We don't want none of you round here. Where'd they go? It would seem they weren't picnickers after all. Just demonic apparitions. Oh, I see. This isn't a picnic site, it's one of them summoning circles. Time was, you only had one or two summoning circles. It was a big event every few decades. They'd make contracts, accept sacrifices and grant demonic gifts. Since the reality mill took hold, the veil between realms has fallen, and every hellish entity that can put blood to goat skin has set up shop around here, within this 50 square mile national heritage site. They can't really offer much. All the good contracts were given out years ago. You go looking for eternal life, and the best you might come away with is a few extra days holiday a year. They can't even handle a full soul transaction. They're grateful for whatever deal they can make, out in all weathers. They're not really used to the exposed and harsh climate of the Biltshire Downs. Glowing cloth at a pitchfork doesn't protect one's precious bits against an icy breeze. They're used to warmer climes and being submerged in hellfire, like boiling the bag spuds. Shall we try and make a pack today, Russ? I don't know. Last time I asked for a head of luscious hair. All I got was a novelty plastic moustache. It suits you, though. You know, Teddy, I don't feel threatened by you at all. It's very nice to have a co-host I don't want to subject to a sticky end. Shall we investigate another picnic spot? Why don't we try Siston Falls? Lots of sandwich scoffers stop under there because they think it's picturesque. Little do they know that the waterfall is just a large chimera having a slash on the hilltop. It's been going on for four years strong now. People reckon it has an ethereal bladder, whatever that is. Your knowledge is very impressive, Russ. So is yours and all. And your skin's so leathery and outdoorsy. What's your secret? Never wearing sun cream. Or radiation cream. I love it. It's so blistery. Right, so let's make a move. Looks like we've got a couple of wicker wankers in front of us, Russ. Alright, on three. One, two... Get lost. You're not welcome here. Piss off, we hate you and everything you stand for. More apparitions? No, something's different. The Chimera's finished its way. Crap, what do we do? Pretend to be statues. Okay, I'll pose like Rodin's the Fenker. Doesn't matter, just hold still. Nah, that's hurting my shoulder. I know, I'll, I'll do Christ the Redeemer. Teddy! Still uncomfy. How about the Venus de Milo? That's a shame. I like them and all. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu. It's an existential quandary. Ah! Hello and welcome to the Health Exchange, the phone-in show where you can ask a doctor for advice without having to get an official diagnosis. I'm Dr. Rhombus and I'll be alleviating any of your medical niggles with the balm that is my voice. Let's open the lines up. Whoa. It appears that we have a lot of ill people out there. Caller 1, you're on. What ails you? Hello, yeah. Uh, I'm very worried about coronavirus. With good reason. Coronavirus is the hot topic of the medical world at the moment. What's your concern? Well, basically, I want to know how many sheets of toilet paper I should use to wipe. It's not a coronavirus question. 
Well, everyone's stocking up on this stuff, so I assume Corona makes you shit like a flock of bears in a massive pile of wood. Maybe a sawmill, owned by a woody woodpecker. Um, bears don't come in flocks, and no, coronavirus will not give you diarrhoea. And why are people flocking to the supermarket to buy this stuff? They're flocking like bears. What's with you and flocking? Anyway, the answer to your question is that people are idiots. They're panic buying in case they have to spend a period of time in isolation. I went down to Tesmart the other day and there was no toilet roll in the entire bloody place. It's putting a real downer on my daily activities. What? Pooing? No, dressing up as a mummy and wanking furiously while TP in the principal's house. That sounds like a blatant misuse of a scarce valuable resource. Don't you king shame me. Well, try and refrain from your activities and I'm sure you'll have enough toilet roll to make it through. Let's swiftly move on, shall we? Next caller, you're on. What ails you? Oh, hello there. I have a COVID-19 question. Coronavirus again? Okay, go ahead. When is COVID-20 coming out? I'm sorry, come again? I want to know when COVID-20 is expected to release. There's no point getting COVID-19 now if the next version is just going to come out and make it obsolete. This isn't some designer product we're talking about. This is a disease. Yeah, and I want to know what the next version of COVID is going to offer. We don't know. The virus could mutate into a new strain, but we'd have to wait and see what the effects are. You're not very helpful on the matter. It doesn't matter anyway. My uncle works for a disease control lab, and he's going to get me COVID-20 for my birthday anyway. If that's real, which I highly doubt, I would strongly advise you not to contract an infectious disease for your birthday, or any other celebration for that matter. Anyway, let's move on. Next caller, what ails you? So, I've just heard that, uh, due to coronavirus, I now have to start washing my hands. You should wash your hands anyway. You tell me that you usually wash your hands. I don't wash my hands, ever. Why? One time the Pope kissed my hand. It was his first day and a terrible misunderstanding. Either way, from that day forth, I swore never to wash my hand again. And what about the other hand? Well, I have to even it up, don't I? Do you think I'm going to walk around with one dirty hand and one clean hand like a total nut job? Please bear in mind that hand washing is the most effective tool we have for disease control. It helps to stop the spread of infection more than any other treatment. I'm calling bullshit. I haven't washed my hands for 11 years and I've never been ill, excluding that nasty flu I had that time, and pink eye, and Ebola, and athlete's finger, and the brown death, and shititis, and gangrenous tendril, and spotulism, and the new disease that they named after me called dirty cuntitis. Please, just wash your hands. Not just for coronavirus, for humanity. This is harsh shit. No, that's probably what you've got under your nails. Anyway, I've had quite enough of you. So continuing from the hygiene perspective, colleagues in hospital have been advised to shave off um, non-religious facial hair, as so many male colleagues have shaved their beards in preparation for seeing hospital patients. Next caller, what's your question? So if I get my beard blessed, will it be safe? Blessings haven't come into the coronavirus evidence pyramid. So does that mean corona's allergic to religion? Should we go and hide in the church? I don't think that's in the national recommendation. In a synagogue, then? Which religion is it that has the active ingredient against it? Do I need a booster splash on my baptism? Next caller. Hey, what's up? Nothing. The most important question is, what's up with you? Oh, yeah. I have a growth on my eye. Is that the cornea virus I've been hearing about? The cornea virus? 
No, for starters, it's the coronavirus and it's got nothing to do with eyes. Then what's this growth on my eye about then? I don't know. Can't see you, can I? Huh? Some doctor you are. If you describe it to me, I might be able to help. Never mind. I've just realised it was my eyelid. Sorry to trouble you. Really? I despair of the general public sometimes. I really do. Next caller, what ails you? Hello, yes. I'm wondering where my delivery is. It was expected to arrive around noon today, and... I'm sorry, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. You, I think you've got the wrong number. You're through to the health exchange, a medical advice talk show. Oh, so you're, you're not going to bring my shopping. I, I've had to self-isolate. I believe I have coronavirus. Oh, really? Well, let's find out, shall we? What are your symptoms? Uh, who, who, who wants to know? Me, Dr. Rhombus. I'm a medical professional with over 20 years' experience. I'm sorry, I don't want to discuss my medical details with a stranger. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Look, I just want my weekly supply of kidney beans delivered directly to my door. I'm also worried that you might catch it if you stay on the phone with me too long. You can't catch diseases over the phone. Besides, I would have thought you would have more empathy for the delivery driver who has to bring your shopping to you. There's more chance of them catching it from you than anybody else. Don't be silly. Delivery drivers don't get ill. They have to deliver my stuff. On demand. 24-7. That's not true. In fact, they're one of the main groups who are more likely to contract and spread this disease. Got to go. One of my millions of packages has arrived. Let's take one more, perhaps two more, and hope it's someone sane. Next caller, what ails you? Can you die from coronavirus? A sensible question, thank you. In some extreme cases, yes. Whilst the mortality rate seems low, it can be especially problematic for the elderly, people who are immune compromised, or people with existing respiratory conditions. No, I mean, can you die from coronavirus? I'm sick of you whinging on and on all the damn time. You're so rude. Your number's been blocked, mate. It feels like a lot of you out there are not taking this epidemic very seriously. I've tried to help, but today's calls have just confirmed my suspicions that most people aren't worth saving. So from now on, you're on your own. I'll be in my bunker until this blows over, a living, semi-scented, throbbing monstrosity shaped like a rhomboid. It's the only place I'll be safe from all of you. See ya! Um, Next week on Medical Exchange, we'll be joined by a doctor. Hello. A witch doctor. Hey, Hope. And a witch. You have been listening to This, That and the Other. The voices you have just heard are Patrick Heaviside, Adam Lloyd, Sam Anderson, and our special guest, Mr. Ryan Livermore and Dr. Sajidi Wajetalika. This episode was written by Adam Lloyd and Patrick Heaviside. If you have enjoyed this episode, you can listen to more at our website, ttato.co.uk, with links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other cool stuff. Rate us and review us wherever you find us, as long as it's complimentary. We have very thin skins. If you want to support us, go to ko-fi slash ttato podcast and give us cash dollar. Until next time, stay indoors and enjoy your rickets. Oh, there was once a time when I came down from up on high to study F's culture. But now that I've had chance to thrive, I know there's not a chance I'd risk a rupture. 
But human speech is hard to teach, especially when you have not got teeth or a tongue. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like BLIZZARUM! They see it in my eyes, I'm terrified of making a disgraceful faux pas. If social norms are not so warm, especially if you're from a world beyond the stars. I practice hard, keep up my guard, and yet I can't seem to make my intentions known. They don't sink in these synonyms, your alien language just seems so overblown. The time is up, so don't slip up, I see you cross the room, so I squelch towards you. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like The time is up, so don't slip up, I see you cross the room, so I squelch towards you. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like, Oh, you!